Welcome to the Mouska Moms podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We are your hosts, Juliana. Hello. Lori. Hi. And Jennifer, that's me. This week, with a new dining card promotion released by Disney, we thought we would take the opportunity to talk about budgeting for Disney dining so that you know how to use that money that Disney is giving you. But first, of course, we can't talk about anything without a Mouska cocktail. All right. So if your dining budget is healthy, check out healthy as in like a larger dining budget. Yeah. Yes. As in larger. <laughs> as Lori's, in this place Lori's, is expensive. Lori's just now reading the script. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm reading dining budget and healthy, and I'm like, there's not. I know. I definitely did not mean like this is a healthy drink, although it does have grapefruit. See, all right. <laughs> so, you have a healthy or a larger dining budget. Check out uh, Topolino's Terrace, where you can enjoy the French Rose. French Rose is Kettle One Citron Vodka. Oh Jesus. Creme de, I'm not even saying that word. Grapefruit. It sounds weird. Grapefruit liqueur. Grapefruit. Just say grapefruit liqueur. Okay. Grapefruit liqueur, but it's rose. How is oh, that grapefruit? grapefruit rose. Okay. It's combier creme de pamplemousse rose liqueur. So, rose, rose. So, that's the brand name. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically grapefruit and rose flavored liqueur. Sounds it's delicious. Pamplemousse. That it, I don't know what's wrong with that word, but there's something wrong. Pamplemousse. Pamplemousse de rose. It sounds horrible. Anyways. All right. So there's that stuff in it. Raspberry, agave, lemon, and soda water. Doesn't that sound delicious? It does. As long as I get past the pamplemousse. Then I call it grapefruit. Don't love grapefruit and raspberry together. I don't think why? I've ever had grapefruit and raspberry together. I don't know why. They're, They're both, both so tart. tart. Yeah. I think it would be fine. I think they'd be good. Plus the I want lemon. This. Plus the lemon, but then you got the agave in there. Yeah, we should do some. We should do some. I wonder if they serve this any intel. at any of the bars, other like lounges in um, Riviera. Because couldn't we like swing by there? We could well, swing by Topolino's Terrace and sit at the bar. At the bar, let's do it. I love Topolino's. I know. How can we go too. there though and not order that ricotta? Actually, I asked my kids this past week what their favorite restaurant ever um at disney world was and they all came up with different answers but mine for sure was topolino's for dinner my whole family really no, loved for topolino's. Any, any meal yeah we loved it for dinner breakfast we loved dinner, it dinner don't care i think it's the i best. i think it's an expensive microwave quiche <laughs> but for dinner <laughs> don't get the quiche yeah the quiche was not good i was super disappointed but for dinner um, but, the, but I will go back to breakfast. The waffles are amazing. The salmon and bagel is delicious. Like there's some there's really good options. The good. pancakes are delicious, but for dinner, it's super so pricey, good. but 
I really enjoyed everything we ate and we all did, which was my nice. thing is Topolino's breakfast is the same cost as Chef Mickey's. Yes. Oh, well, Chef Mickey's is terrible. Well, see. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the, No, absolutely. When you're talking about like, I would rather put my money on dinner than breakfast, though. Breakfast is less expensive since we're talking about budget. Let's get to it. Breakfast is often a less expensive table service meal to get than dinner or lunch even. So let's talk about it. Okay. Um, I think as travel advisors, we get this question all the time when you're planning a trip, right? You give someone a price, but it's not, Disney's not all inclusive. So their next question is, well, how much should I budget for dining? And the answer is always, it depends. But that's why, you know, we get to know our clients and figure it out because it depends on how much you and your family eat, how you and your family eat, what types of experiences you want to have. Is dining something that's important to you? Are you snackers? Are you big breakfast people? Do you snack and graze all day and then just eat like a small, maybe a quick service is enough for you? You, you see what I'm getting at, right? Like, how do you guys dine at Disney? We like do a grab breakfast, either something we brought with us. And then I like to do a table service at lunchtime, um, but not even every day. And then we'll do quick service or something for dinner. How do you guys like to do it? We do it. My family's huge breakfast, massive. Mm. Like they will eat their weight in breakfast food. So we usually do when we need plans, we do big breakfast. And then for lunch, we will typically like this. The past time we grabbed Mickey pretzels for lunch because we had such a big breakfast that we just kind of snacked and then we sat down for dinner, but we have done it where if we want to get to the park super early, you do the quick and grab breakfast. Um, but then we need a substantial sit down lunch and then we'll do quick things for dinner. So um, do you do a table service every day? Usually. Yes. Um, even with kids and as young as Logan is, we do a table service almost every day. It gives us a break and time to sit down because you guys don't ever go back to the resort midday. Sometimes we do. And that's where it just depends. Like mm -hmm. if we've done like a table service, like if we have a table service for dinner that we may do like quick for breakfast and then right. we'll go to the, then we'll right. go back to the resort for lunch. But for the most part, you know, I like a table service once a day because it gives you a chance to sit down. Right. That's why I like to do it at lunchtime because it's the hottest and the hottest, you know, part of the day. And at the non-signature restaurants, lunch is cheaper than dinner, I think, isn't it? Yes. Um, we definitely have changed how we've done it mm -hmm. since the dining plans, because when we had the dining plans, you had all that pressure to use all of your allotted points. Right. And so we ate table service meals every single day. Right. And I think now that there are no dining plans, we eat much differently because right. we prefer to graze like in right. Ep Epcot's our jam, especially during festi festivals, because we like to just graze all day. Right. And so we rarely make reservations in Epcot anymore. Whereas, you know, in the time of the dining plan, we always had a reservation at Epcot. Same, same for us. Like, so we like to graze. Like I said, we'll do a small breakfast, maybe a big lunch if we want to happen to have a table service that day. Sometimes I'll do a table service dinner one back at the resorts because those are my favorite restaurants. But I usually do that on a break day. Anyway, you get the point. It really depends on how what works for your family and how you like to do it. Um, so that's it. So to help you budget, you sort of have to break it down and think about how you're going to do that. You know, so you can break it down into categories, snacks quick service meals, 
and table service meals. And then table service meals are sort of broken down by price too, because they vary a lot. So there's like your general just table service, you know, great Disney restaurants, and then the character dining, and then the signature and fine dining places. So you can sort of lump that in because, you know, you can eat at Beaches and Cream as your table service, you don't have to go to Citrico's, which is, you know, much more expensive. So it's very difficult to just say blanketly what a family should budget for Disney. But snacks are like my absolute favorite part, right? We just talked about how we sort of graze all day um, on some days and everyone's got their favorite snacks and they go well beyond Mickey bars and popcorn buckets. Um, Do you, like, I know that Lori always has to have her um, cheeseburger egg rolls, right? Is there... I didn't get them this time. It was so sad. Oh, my stars. I I know. I got in line. It was a huge line. And then they ran out of egg rolls. So they had to (gasps) get the cart. And they were like, oh, it's going to be 10 to 15 minutes. I'm like, I can't do that. (sighs) That is wrong on so many levels. It is so upsetting. And the people in line, I'm telling you, know what? I We go to Disney all the time. All three of us go to Disney all the time. The newbies during the holiday season really got me irritated. Yeah, they just, they would. I get it. Like, I know you can't be rude and mean, but like, I get it. Like, it's your once in a lifetime trip. You're expecting all that. And like, it's so, I get it. They were screaming at these poor cast members. Poor cast members. How did you not have egg rolls? I'm like, because you ate them all. I know, that's not okay. (laughs) (laughs) So back to the topic. How, how much do these egg rolls cost? Um, I think the egg rolls are actually a really good deal because you get two of them. And that was a big conversation, which I schooled all these people online because they were not believing me. And I was like, please do not argue with me when it comes to egg rolls. Um, <laughs> I know my egg rolls. I know my egg rolls, but I actually don't know the price. So I'm trying to Google it as quickly as humanly possible. I think it's like $7.95. Does that I sound think- about right? Uh, hang on, hang on. It's, so while yeah. she's looking, was I right? Hang on, price. I think it sounds right, but the there we go. Oh, nine fifty. Okay, they've so gone up nine fifty. So, but you get two. But you get you two. Get two. This and is one of, Yeah, this is one of the snacks I consider totally shareable. In fact, <gasps> I think we passed COVID around over some cheeseburger egg rolls at the fiftieth. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But it's also lunchable too. Right. Like if you, you don't want to share lunch, it, this is you a can great share it lunch. With your family. So there's snacks that I think double as lunches and snacks that double. For me, my favorite snack is the cinnamon roll at Gaston's Tavern. I don't know if it's my absolute favorite snack, but I have to have one every time I go to Magic Kingdom. So, and that for me is breakfast, but not just for me, for my entire family of four. Because <laughs> it is huge. They're huge. They're delicious. Yeah. And that costs maybe $7. So snacks, you budget like, um, and I want to talk more about favorite snacks because they're so good. But you can, I would say, you know, they cost what, six to $10 each. Mm -hmm. You could budget $10 per person per day in snacks because either you're getting cheeseburger egg rolls and like that's your snack for the day, or you're getting maybe something smaller for, you know, $6 and a beverage or whatever. So I think, I think it averages out. What would you say? Yeah. I think that's a good budget. No, I think $10 per day per person, like is a good budget because like you said, a lot of these snacks are shareables, even the, the classic Mickey mouse uh, pretzel. I have like, I eat it for lunch. 
lunch and I still gave away like the fourth of it to one of my kids. Um, and that one's know, $7, by the way. Yeah. And that they're pretty substantial in there. Um, you know, I think there's, if you're looking budget friendly, there's definitely snacks that are larger that you can get more bang for your buck on that would definitely help with things. Um, the popcorn bucket for one is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, spend the money on one popcorn bucket and then you keep getting refills for like two fifty, which is huge because then, you know, especially I have three teenagers and they constantly eat. So in between meals or snacking, if I don't want to spend $40 a person per day, it's great to have that popcorn bucket and I can spend my two bucks and then they can just pick until yeah. we're ready to have a, a real snack. And really, we take our popcorn buckets, the ones that are not on display, but we have them in a container for when we go to Disney and we bring them and they can be older ones and you can yeah. just refill it. Like we, we had brought a them on the Disney cruise line yep. and they've refilled them. It's great. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what we just did. We got it refilled for two for the movies. Yeah. yeah. Bonus mouse get tip. How did I not know that? Yes. But it doesn't matter. I could have known it and I would still always forget my popcorn bucket. And even if I brought it with me on the cruise, I would forget to take it with me out of my stateroom. So well, no, the popcorn bucket, especially if you have families that have the strollers, they're real easy. We throw oh, that yeah. bucket under that stroller every time. And for little kids, that is the most time consuming snack ever. It's lovely. Yeah, they get to pick them out one by one. Yes. I think that that might be the difference is the stroller. And that's why I didn't, I was not turned on to popcorn buckets until we were out of strollers. And so I think, I think also when we're talking about our snack budget, I think it's going to make a difference whether or not it's a festival because yes. when it's a festival, your snack budget is probably going to be much higher, but then your table service budgets and everything are going to exactly. kind of go down to even things right. out because we do, like I said, we graze all day and we, we hop from booth to booth and get snacks and we share them all, but it's definitely more yeah. than $10. My snack budget at a day at Epcot is probably $80. Oh yeah, if not more. But then you have no oh, not including drinks. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm sharing all the things I'm buying. But yes. like, yes. But then you're not you're not doing quick. You're not doing. We're the not sitting exactly. Yeah, we're not sitting not. for a meal. Yes, yeah. ends up to be cheaper and so much more fun. I will say, I think a big thing, especially with these snacks and having a budget for ten dollars per person per day too, is going on with some type of game plan. Um, you know. Do five minutes research of best snacks at Disney World or ask your travel agent. And then we go around and we're like, all right, what snacks does everyone want yeah. today? And if snacks are important. Yeah. And you can sit there and plan it out. We had two kids that wanted Mickey pretzels, but they'd already had them. Like, then you're splitting it. Here's half. Split it down the middle. Done. Right. Um, it, it's kind of like going to the bathroom at Disney. Like if one person needs a snack, everybody, that's the snack time. Is it the same time for everybody? And I know, like, while Mickey bars are about the bathrooms, <laughs> <laughs> while Mickey bars are fantastic, there's so many more snacks than just at little carts at Disney. Yes. I think that you know people might not realize that snacks are available at like every counter service spot. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts, and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. All right. So speaking of quick services, 
I think they all run pretty much about the same, right? I don't think there are any quick services that are really that much more expensive than the others. Um, so, where but I, I think go? that there are some that can um, you get much more bang for your buck. Exactly. Yes. So, so the, that buck is probably around fifteen bucks per person and nine dollars per kid. And with the kids meal, like includes you know everything. The adult is usually an entree and a side. I don't know. I had heard in the past that you could order just the entree, like without the fries. I don't know if that's true. And it's a cheaper price. Do you know if that's true? You can't, right? Everything's pretty much mobile order for quick services. Right, so right. This, so at can't. this point, the majority of them operate on the fact that you're not going up to order. Um, right. Now you can, and if you need help doing it on your phone, there's definitely cast members to do that, but you need to do the quick service. So I will say that does bring down the amount that people were personalizing things like that of, I don't want the French fries. Right. We do have substitutions in place for like, I, we, I saw where you could substitute French fries for like apple slices or substitute this for this. Right. Um, I really like having that control when I'm ordering to like, see what my options are and stuff, yes. you know, instead of just having to be put on the spot and talk to someone. <laughs> but let's talk about the restaurants where that have shareable portions. Um, Go Can ahead. I tell you my favorite? Oh, I know what you're going to say. I don't know if you know. I don't know if I know either. <laughs> Do you want to know? I'm dying to know. I, um, my new favorite place in, is in Epcot at the Regal Eagle. Is that Oh, I love called? that place. Yeah. Because that is delicious barbecue. Yes. The portions are enormous. Yep. And we love picking all day in Epcot anyway. So if we just get like the big, um, the half chicken or whatever it is mm -hmm. with the sides, like multiple of us can eat it and, and it's delicious and it, it feeds a crowd. So well, it's huge great for bang Epcot. for your bun. Right. Buck. That's a great strategy for Epcot at a non-festival. We need to write this down as a podcast idea because then you just want to do shareable things from all the different quick services. Yes. Right? And so that's a great one. Write that down, ladies. Write it down. Yep. Their, yeah. Their barbecue is fantastic. And anywhere on property, I've noticed where you can get barbecue, you're really getting a huge bang for your buck. Polite Pig is the same thing in Disney yeah. Springs. Those meals all include this huge portion of whatever barbecue you're getting and multiple sides. Um, Flame Tree Barbecue is the same thing in Animal Kingdom. Like if you're looking just for portion size, that's the one that you're going to want to go because you really are going to get the most bang for your buck and you're going to be full and everybody's going to be happy. And it's yeah. That was the one I thought you were going to say was Flame Tree. Yeah, I do love it. I love Flame it. Trees, you see, Flame Tree has gotten, I don't know. I feel like it's gone downhill a little I agree. I agree. It has gone downhill. I All right. Agree. So I got, I have two and it depends where I'm at. So Santuli Canteen at Animal Kingdom is by far my favorite. Um, That's a good one. There, I just think it's such a unique bowl that you can customize to whatever degree. If you want noodles, rice, brown rice, lettuce, whatever you want to put in that bowl, the proteins, everything. I think it's a really cool option. Um, and then I, top, I, what is the name of the restaurant? La Pisa, La Pisa at Topolino's Quick Service. The one that's down below. What is it called? Hang on. Well, tell us know. why. Oh, it's not Topolino's Quick Service. Sorry, Riviera's Quick Service. I know what you meant. Well, tell us why. So. Riviera's quick service there has an amazing burger. Every burger at Disney World, my husband calls it like hockey pucks. They're the thin little over grilled mess. 
this place has a super thick burger that they always nail at medium rare. I've heard Primo Piatti, right? And Primo Piatto. Yeah. Primo Piatto. I've heard that. Actually. It is. That burger is delicious. It's huge. I love a good burger. And then you get your, then you get the truffle Parmesan fries with it, which is. Oh, those were delicious. Those are easy to mess up. They're good there. They are good there. We did okay. when when we stayed at the Riviera. Mark and I had dinner at Topolino's, and we got uh, takeout Primo Piatto from for the kids, and they had the Parmesan fries or the truffle fries. They were very good. They are. We have gone to Hollywood Studios, and I despise quick services at Hollywood Studios. So we have taken the Skyliner to Riviera and gotten the burger and fries and sat outside <laughs> while the kids played chess and did all the lawn games, and we ate. Burgers and fries from Primo. It's awesome. Very smart. That's Very a really smart. good idea. Good yes. tips. Look at this. Oh, this episode We're amazing. is full of tips. All right. So we gave you sort of like a roundabout idea of what a quick service is going to cost you. So just, you know, when you're figuring out what, what you're going to be eating, just factor that in. So the next is table service. Like we said, this is when you go, you have a reservation or you walk up and get lucky, you sit down, they serve you. Um, in general, right, a table service restaurant inside or outside the parks with no characters, not fine dining. Would you agree around, you know, if you were to order, let's talk either an appetizer or a dessert and an entree per adult and then kids, a kid's meal with a beverage. Um, I'm not including alcohol in these estimations because I'm not. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I would average at about $40 per adult, $15 yeah. per kid. Yeah. And that's really the table services is where it can kind of differ. And it really depends mm -hmm. on your family and how you want to do your day. Cause I love the regular table services because you're able to customize it a bit more where if you've eaten a little bit more snacks that day, you might split an entree. You might, you know, for right. the kids, sometimes we'll just order one adult and have them split the one adult versus ordering two or three different kids meals. Um, so I just that I think this one is easier to one be more budget friendly, but it really depends on your family and how you've gone about your day. Um, but I think $40 on average and 15 for kid is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so these are restaurants like, like I said, like no characters or anything like that. If you want to jump up to a character meal, those obviously are a bit more expensive. Yeah. Um, and they they vary. So like the princesses come at a premium, really, at this point. So Akers Juice and Cinderella's Royal Table are the most expensive. I will say that, you know, as of the airing of this, Cinderella's Royal Table is a little bit less expensive than normal. Pricing is going to go up again to probably in the 60s per adult and 40s per child um, after February 28th when all the princesses come back. Mm -hmm. Right now, all the princesses are at Shoes, and that runs 63 and adult and 41 for kids. And they only do dinner at Shoes. At Cinderella's Royal Table, there's breakfast, um, which is a little bit cheaper than lunch or dinner. Okay. So I think character meals are... Not required, obviously. You can meet almost all of these characters in the parks. I think that they're super, super fun, though. I think you should be choosy about which ones you do, because while the character interactions at all of them are wonderful, the food at all of them is not wonderful. We just talked about Topolino's, which only has characters at breakfast. 
We love the characters at breakfast there. Most of us like the food. <laughs> no, we all like the food. Um, I like Tus I like Tusker House. I think Tusker yeah. House is very underrated. I recommend Tusker House to almost everyone. So, so Tusker one. is Mickey and Pals, right? Or it's actually Donald's, Donald's Dining Safari. Yeah. Um, so it's the Fab Five most of the time, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just think you just gotta like especially with these characters. So it's an all-inclusive pricing. And I think sometimes we have to explain when people are looking at the pricing, you're not just paying for the food. Right. No. You are paying for the characters it's as a well. Show. It's, it's a show. You are, if you want to see princesses and you don't feel like standing in five different lines at Magic Kingdom or wasting Genie Plus selections on the princesses, you're paying for the meal to meet them and eat. It's kind of a great strategy to be honest with you. Like it is. I love the character interactions in the parks, but the character interactions, now that they're back to normal, they'll come to your table, they'll interact with the kids, they'll sign an autograph. It's And they take their time. And they take their time. You never feel rushed. Never. You're going to see all of them. It's a guarantee that you're going to see your favorites. So I have a lot of clients who, when they tell me that character meeting characters is a priority for them, I send them to a Fab Five meal and I send them to a princess Same. meal Same. because then they're guaranteed to meet all those characters that are important to them. They get quality time with them. They get pictures with them. They get, you know, totally and they get it. fed. Right. Yes. I agree with you, Jen. I do the same. But I think that this is something that you, when you're looking at your budget, you know, you need to think about what, how important this is to you. You can do zero, one or two. I wouldn't do any more than that, frankly. Um, and if it's something that is important to you, you know, budget for it accordingly and maybe then throw some quick services in instead of regular table services in your right. other. But this is the sort of the game you have to play. You take these numbers that we're giving you and you have to actually think about how you want to spend yeah. your days before you can really budget. And do so, a breakfast because the breakfast will give you the same access to the characters, right. the same experience with the characters. Right. Breakfast is really hard to mess up. So most mm. of the restaurants, mm -hmm. you know, you can get your Mickey waffle in any of these places. And it's, I will it's say good. as much as we bash Chef Mickey's because of the food. Their breakfast, breakfast is fine. Breakfast is breakfast fine. Is Actually, breakfast. their cheesy potatoes are they have something in them magical. Y'all, she actually texted us about them while she was <laughs> eating them. She thought they were so good. <laughs> so good. So, um, but speaking of so good, there are some really amazing signature restaurants at um, Disney. And they, they even, they're all very expensive and they even run the gamut, right? Because you've got like Topolino's at $70 per adult-ish, I would say, and $25 per kid for dinner. Um, and California Grill, I would say, is similar, though, yeah. though much less worth it, in my humble opinion. I know I'm the outsider on that one, too. But then I you've got places like Victoria and Albert's, right? That, what did you guys tell me? Is $450 a person or something like that? I think that? that's without the wine without tasting. The wine. I mean- And this so, is all without alcohol, but- Right, yeah. yes. I'm not adding that in, right? So I, it, it runs the gamut. But I think on average, the signature restaurants for a family of four, for example, are probably going to, well- if you don't drink, it's a different story. But if you do throw in a bottle of wine, they're probably going to run you, I would say, $350 for one dinner. Yeah, probably. But I think the signature restaurants are what makes Disney a unique 
theme park because um, where else, what other theme park do you go to and have signature meals that can stand on their own that are delicious with your kids by the way i'm not necessarily taking my youngest children i mean i am now but when they were little i wasn't necessarily going to take a child like that to the capitol grill for example you know because it puts you on edge but at disney like everybody's there with kids except at victorian alberts so it just it just makes it easier and they're so good with your children and you know there's going to be something your children can eat so this is your chance if you're going to do it do it Throw one in your vacation. These are places that, I mean, if you're going on vacation and celebrating, if it's somebody's birthday, if it's an anniversary, if, you know, you want to have a special night out, that's what I think I love about this is we don't do these every time, but if we have something that we want to celebrate, I don't, (laughs) I do not create my dining budget. My husband does. Um, But If you want to go and do these, you have the option, like you said, and not feel bad like you can't bring the kids, but you're able to have, you know, a really nice restaurant and really good food. Yeah, true. I love it. It makes Disney a vacation for everyone. I don't want to go. I love theme parks. I love them. I don't want to eat theme park food the whole time I'm on vacation. I want something for me, just like I want a nice pool or whatever. So, um, and look, if these are out of your budget, you can still go and enjoy the lounges in most of them. And you can go, or you can go and just order an appetizer and a dessert. I mean, you can, there's nobody saying that you have to eat the filet mignon off the menu. No, you should. I was going to say Citrus (laughs) Coast is a really good example of that. You can go sit at the bar in their lounge area and you can order some of the food off the menu. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a huge sit down. Um, I've gone in there and park a tire and they've demanded I sit into the <laughs> bar area, but oh, that's really funny. the food was good. It was still the same food. It's still the same food. It's the same place. I mean, any of these signature restaurants, right? Space 220, although do you need reservations for the lounge there still? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, whatever, but it's still a lounge, right? You can get some similar items on the menu. Steakhouse 71, that's how that's, we that's get what there. We, yeah. we get in the lounge, we ordered some appetizers off the menu and drinks and called it a day. It was, and fantastic. It was delicious. And we and split was, an entree too. Yeah, I, I will so. say some of these lounges have a little bit different of menus too, in the good way that the lounges have some items that you might like better than what Mm -hmm. was actually on the restaurant menus, but they Mm -hmm. pull the good stuff off the restaurant menus too. So it's kind of a mix. Um, Steakhouse is definitely one of those examples where they have a few items that are on the lounge menu that are not on the dinner menu and they are fantastic. It's a great way to do it. And once again, yes, you can 100% bring your children to the lounges. And it's a great way to try a more expensive restaurant. Ohana is a great example. Also, we were able to sit at the bar and have some of their best things from the menu and not pay that huge price for the Ohana family style. It's a bonus mouse tip for sure. For sure. But I think we need to just mention drinks a little bit because we are the mask moms and how can we not mention budgeting for alcohol? Yeah, so, so just so that you sure. know what to expect, um, it depends on what you drink, but definitely approach cocktails in Disney World the same way you would approach going out for cocktails in a city. So in New York City, I would expect to spend like 16 bucks on a cocktail and that is what you'll be spending in Disney, beer is obviously going to be cheaper. Wine is going to depend 
just like anywhere else. It's going to depend mm. on the kind of wine. Um, but definitely if you are into your cocktails, especially during a festival and you want to try some of them at the booths, expect that they're going to run you around $16 a cocktail. Yeah. That's all I've got to say about that. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. But they're very, very good. They, in, in, I, that they're, except for one, they've all been delicious. <laughs> Three. Three. Oh, really? Three cocktail coming from one booth. Every cocktail, <laughs> one booth. <laughs> all right. So I think that's it. I hope that was helpful to people. Of it's course, we'll put it me. in an article on the blog so you can actually see the numbers in front of you. But and now I'm starving. Um, I know, me too. So I guess that brings us to the Mouska tip, speaking of beverages. Yes. So our Mouska tip today is bring your own water bottle. There is no bigger budget buster in Walt Disney World than buying bottles of water. Instead, you can keep a big jar, a big water jug in your room and fill your bottles before heading to the parks. You can have water delivered to your room. Um, and then you can keep refilling them at the parks, either with cups from the counter service or from the hydration stations located throughout the parks. And then you will be saving a ton of money. It's way more budget friendly than buying a soda at every meal that you go to and every snack that you have. I say, especially for water, I have not bought a bottle of water inside of a park in probably years. three to four years. Um, whether I bring my own water jug or we have a case of water delivered, I just we, we don't do it. Plus, if you're drinking around the world in Epcot, water is very important. <laughs> it's an important part of your plan. Yes. All so right. All right. Everything your wallet needs to know about budgeting for Disney dining in 2023. We just went through. So do you have any special budgeting tips? Just a quick reminder to check out our Facebook group, Mouska Moms Podcast, to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Be sure to follow our show so that you can receive notifications when new content is released and that you never miss an episode. Please consider writing us a review as well. We'd really appreciate it. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Here I see. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. <laughs>